All right, you all, welcome back to the 12th edition of the Diggy A2 podcast. Thank you for all your love and support. All the, uh, as I mentioned earlier, from the last subsequent weeks, text messages, Facebook messages, all kinds of showing love for uh, the support of hip hop. And I'm just so blessed to be having this show and this platform to share with everybody. But today we're going to be talking about the iconic Salt and Pepper, one of the most important hip hop groups in history. And I have a couple of special guests that I want to introduce to you all. So, with all that being said, I want to. Uh, First off, introduce Vita Loca. So Vita is a part of uh, the One Voice radio station here in Kansas City, and she is uh, an extraordinary, uh, what I would say, personality. She's on the show with us today. So um, ladies, I'm going to have you all. Uh, here we go. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm have you all get in here. There we go. I'm sorry. So. Well, Avita, I just want to introduce you really quickly. Um, we've seen a lot of your work. We are so excited to have you on with us today, spending time on your Sunday afternoon mm -hmm. uh, to talk with us. And I just want to give you That's the awesome. opportunity to uh, tell the fans and listeners that are watching a little bit about your background. And more importantly, why did you or how did you fall in love with hip hop? Um, oh, I oh, how did I fall in love with hip hop? That's great because I also use that as a metaphor. Um, <laughs> but let's see, I'm with One Voice Radio. Uh, my show is called Vibing with Vita, and what I do on my show is um, I bring on local artists from the Kansas City area. Uh, people travel from a few different states to actually be on my show, and I try to keep Kansas City relevant. Because so many people always say Kansas City's behind and, and music doesn't get out here until late. No, 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 that's not going to happen anymore. I'm going to try to bring the underground to Kansas City and the Kansas City underground to the rest of the world. And that's because I have a lot of friends in the hip hop world here in Kansas City. And I believe that there's so much talent here. I see it all the time. And I believe in the music and spreading it. And I kind of got into it because of my friends. And I fell in love with hip hop because of my friends and the love and the connection that I found with them. And that's, I have another little metaphor for that one because there's somebody that is the fell in love with hip hop, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I love it and I can't stay away from it. I always get pulled back because one of my friends will hit me up and be like, Hey Vita, you want to be in a video? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So that's what's up. Well, thank you so much. And then, of course, we have the queen, the reigning, defending, undisputed queen of Diggy A2 with us today, uh, Miss uh, Jessica Dalby, with showing, giving uh, her love and presence on the show, talking about salt and pepper, you guys. So I'm super, super excited. Salt, salt, salt and pepper, yo. Yeah, it's, 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 about, it's about to go down. It's about to go down. So uh, I'm going to show here a little short accolades. One of the most important accolades that I do want to point out is they won the I Am Hip Hop Award from the BET Hip Hop Awards in 2010. And the reason why I chose that one, even more so than the Grammy Award that they have, uh, is because that was from the hip hop community showing love to salt and pepper because of the groundbreaking and breakthrough work that they did, not only for hip hop, but for women in hip hop women. as well, the empowerment 
experiment that they did uh, and not be able to have razor sharp lyrics and be sexy at the same time. They were the first ones to pull that off. And that is why they are considered the first ladies of rap and hip hop for a reason. Uh, so I want to get into a little bit of discussion about this topic, ladies. So the first thing I want to do is pass the mic to Vita first since you're the, our, our guest this week. And Vita, I want to talk about first off with is the impact of Salt and Pepper in the late 80s. So uh, in the late 80s, we probably didn't, you know, we see a lot of men as males as a male dominated field, right? But not a lot of ladies were able to break through. Um, well, how was it in your opinion in regards to Salt and Pepper, how they were able to break the mold and find their own lane in hip hop in the 80s? Um, they were really revolutionary. And I think that they, they were really strong. They were really strong women and they didn't have to use vulgar, like super vulgar lyrics, but you could tell by the way that they carried themselves and uh, the subjects that they spoke about and how they spoke about it. Because I, I, I told you a little earlier that they were one of the first albums that I was even allowed to listen to. You know, I was a young girl growing up and there was a lot of hip hop that I wasn't allowed to listen to. It wasn't deemed appropriate, but they were. And, and I think that was very important for them being able to spread their message to the younger women in society who also uh, came to look up to them as icons and idols and something to aspire to be. They overcame a lot of adversity being the first females of hip hop. Um, okay, there was only men in the industry. And so they were going where no woman had gone before in hip hop. And it was, it was bold and they went there strongly. Absolutely. And just same question, but in a different context. So we've had MC Light on the show this season before. So MC Light, in my opinion, is a little bit more iconic than Salt and Pepper. However, mm -hmm. with that in mind, Salt and Pepper broke down walls that MC Light wasn't able to do. So when we're talking about females in the industry, uh, and you grew up in Brooklyn, New York, so you got to see all this happen unfold in your backyard growing up. So what do you think the difference is between uh, what Salt and Pepper's impact on impact was on the 80s of hip hop, as opposed to MC Light? What was the difference between those two uh, artists? Well, for me, in my personal opinion, you know, if you go back to the previous shows, you tend to see a lot of the hip hop came from the boroughs of New York. So you'll hear from Brooklyn, you'll hear from Queens, and you'll hear from Bronx, you know, and you look at Salt and Pepper and MC Light at the same time, it was male dominated. Mm -hmm. That's just the bottom line. But Salt and Pepper, they came out and they made sure to be known as, hey, this is mutually exclusive. We can be candid, we can be racy but we can spit lyrics too. And you had a lot of feminists who yeah. were against that. You had a lot of feminists who felt that that was not right, that that was not good. So when they're coming out with, you know, push it real good, you know, you had <laughs> feminists hating on that. But what you don't see is you had Salt and Pepper who paved that way for like, Missy Elliott to come out, you know what I mean? Right. Going up to what we see today where just an example, I mean, Cardi B out there, she's, she, her lyrics are just as good, and she's just as out there and racy. Very but Salt and Pepper did not <laughs> care. They hit it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They hit hip-hop in a male-dominated world, just like MC Light, yet MC Light did it on a different spectrum. Yeah. 
Yeah, and one of the things that I'm I'm gonna mention about Salt and Pepper is this is actually it was uh, uh you know Cheryl and Sandra or Sandy as she wanted to be called right. They were working at Sears right, just you know working right. together at Sears. Decided and met, met Herbie Lovebug, uh, who also who uh, was also responsible for Kid and Play, which we have another episode in a couple of weeks from now. Uh, you know, and you know saw them. He was a music uh, production uh, engineer, uh, wanted to make a tape, and the, actually their first it's actual the, the Dougie Fresh. Yeah, so they had the, a song called The Showstopper, right? So The Showstopper yeah. was like the answer to the show, which was what Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick did. You know, they, they kind of like was, you know, hitting at them. And, and back then, like, in order to get noticed, you got to diss the dudes. You got to find your way, right? So they decided to go at Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick. And that's a pretty decent song, actually, th to be honest. You know, if you go back and listen to it, you all, uh, Showstopper is pretty dope. And that's what put them to the forefront. And that's what made Push It and then uh, Tramp and all the other songs off of Hot, Cool, and Vicious, uh, which is uh, one of their uh, their first album, by the way, released in 1986, platinum album, you guys. Platinum album, Out the Gate. And then, then you go back and listen to their next album, which was Assault with a Deadly Pepper, which was released in 88, which was when they started to experiment a little bit more. So usually when hip hop, when you're trying to experiment, you get a lot of backlash from the industry, which is one of the reasons why their sales went down and went gold as opposed to platinum. Uh, but as I was telling you all earlier, before we started taping, Salt Pepper is one of those groups that reinvented themselves into the 90s. I cannot wait and see what you guys' opinion is on this because when they came up with Black Magic, which was released in 1990, which is blurring the lines between you know the 80s and 90s, but Black Magic to me is a groundbreaking album because they were able to say, you know what, we have a voice now, we have a platform, we're going to empower not only ourselves but other women as well. So I want to get your uh, idea on this. Uh, Jessica, just really quickly. So when they talk about some of the messaging, they started going to the messaging and the anthems, you know, and, and during that time, which was much, much needed for women in hip hop. So yeah. what is your opinion with their their messaging getting out? You know, they, they went from, you know, party music and all that stuff, which was still going to be known for. But now, you know, but hey, now I want you to take us serious. We have an actual message to get across. So what do you think about that in regards to their messaging as it got close to the 80s closing out? You know, they did that impact 80s, but what people don't see or, or really even know is that they redid one of their very iconic songs and turned it into I've Got AIDS to bring to, bring to light what's going on, what's hitting the black community, what's going on here now, you know? So they took that platform to another level. And the big thing is that their very first song that you mentioned, it actually came out on the same radio station that exists from when I was little growing up on 107.5. And they only played at that time hip hop in the evening. So, you know, as Salt and Pepper revolutionized, you know, they said, okay, you guys see me for, you know what I mean, being out there and I'm racy, but now I'm gonna flip the script on you. And when they flipped the script, it became even more popular because the black community embraced them and they were like this is you know we got females now leading the path it's right. not only males and like i said before you know you look at 2020 and you don't see female artists afraid anymore you see them coming out you know vita has witnessed it she could say it on her own you know what i mean like they are strong and i and feel like owning everybody's sexuality 
They yeah. Every bit of their sexuality these days. Like, there's no shame. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the great thing about the female hip-hop artists of today mm-hmm. and being able to say, hey, no, the 80s was prevalent because look at where you are today and there's no shame. You can embrace your sexuality. You can embrace how you spit it because your lyrics will speak for itself. Yeah, and Vita, same question, uh, but with a different twist. So if we're talking about Salt and Pepper and their impact in the late 80s, now they're going into the 90s. So you come from the the music industry, where, whereas I don't. So where was where do you think that thought process was? Okay, you guys have a gold album, a platinum album, and they think their second album went gold. So we're trying to figure out, okay, well, how do we get back to that platinum success? Black Magic went platinum, right? So, right. so many good songs off that album. I know what I, like I mentioned, Blurs in Line between 89 and 90, I get that. But someone had to go to them and say, hey, look, you guys, how are we going to shift? We're going to have to do some sort of shift to get the message out. The shift might have actually happened um, when they, uh, you know, they had three members and there was, let's see, they, they first had the Spinderella position was occupied first by La- Latoya Hansen. And right. then, then when they gained their success, it was after they got DJ Spinderella. Right. Yep. And that's actually when a lot of their music changed. Maybe it was their attitude. Maybe it was simply getting somebody that fit their group but they realized that they had an impact in this world and they had all of these women who looked up to them. And I think they acknowledged that it is, that it, as an icon, it sort of became their responsibility to speak on all of these strong topics that we needed to know about, that people needed to hear about because um, AIDS like that at the time, at that time, it was, it was big. It was yeah. just coming out and it was impacting people. People were dying from it. Yeah. And easy E. And, you know, so they they had to talk about it. Something had to be done. And as icons, I think they acknowledged that it was sort of an underlying responsibility to uh, help out your people, be there for your people and make sure that they, you know, do it for the people. <laughs> just, to, just to kind of caveat on that, I think yeah. not only in the music, I think they just built that cultural legacy yeah you know if you look as well as into the hip-hop music they took that hip-hop music and threw it into the culture so now you've got that cultural legacy where right. you're seeing today you yeah know what i mean so that's how you know they did they took it and they hit it and when i agree with i agree with Vila, you know when they threw in spinderella dj spinderella you know what i mean it kind of it just it just popped it like yeah. it really, yeah. i mean and then they started reinventing and although, you know, as you said, how they're, you know, they're, they went from platinum to gold and it hit for some reason, you know, outside the United States, they brought it back. And if you look today, it's just to me, it, their cultural legacy is probably the biggest thing Yeah, that yeah. they put down for females. Oh, absolutely. And, and I agree with you both. And, I admire Salt and Pepper a lot, and and 
even before we even thought about the season, I'm a, I was a fan before all this, right? So uh, when I went back and started doing some of the, the notes and everything about the show today, like a, a lot of the stuff started to come back to me. Like, oh, I remember watching this video and that video yeah. and, and this song and that song because there's so much embedded in hip hop culture, you cannot leave them out, right? And and, and I think as I'm, I probably have already, already said this, but they're one of the few groups that have found success in the 80s and the 90s. And they have tremendous success in the 90s more so than the 80s even which is unheard of mm -hmm. uh usually it's the other way around you come out you come out hot and then you kind of sizzle out but they didn't do that they got better as they progressed so you barely really signed that not only with a hip-hop group but with a female hip-hop group of all that right. so it's just amazing what they've done transforming and paving the way for as you mentioned uh just for cardi b and for missy elliott and for little kim and all those other ladies that came after them you know being able to have razor sharp lyrics and be sexy at the same time and i think that was way way well articulated with what they did um but one of the things i also want to mention really fast talking about salt and pepper is um the way that they have transform music right so they were able to do the messaging as i mentioned but they transform music um as well too so i'm gonna pass the mic over to vita for this last little bit here and vita when we're talking about transforming music you have to reinvent yourself right so how did they go back to the lab and you know, going from their first album to the second album uh they were more uh you know they were out there dancing and racing and then the second album they transformed a little bit actually on the second album if you guys go back and listen to assault with the deadly pepper they were sampling it they did have some rock bits in there they had a little bit of go-go in there they had a little bit of kind of a experimentation in the sound so a lot of artists do that to kind of see what pops and actually it didn't work for them on the second album so they had a sophomore slump which happens to a lot so do yeah. you think they were uh what was their you know, their thought process and going from the first album to the second album and then going into the future it's like i guess my question in an essence is where do you think that they wanted to find their vision find their sound find their voice uh, from their from when they first started going into the 90s, going into Black Magic, and going to Very Necessary after that? Um, well, I think in the first couple albums, they had to find themselves. Right. Um, you know, that's why they had to do the experimentation. And you got to fall a little bit before you can get back up again and realize what you did. Um, I think they just had to be comfortable with themselves. Um, in the beginning, they weren't they weren't really that that comfortable. They kind of it kind of happened because they love it, right? And then, yeah. oh, shit, this is one take. <laughs> yeah. One take, right? One, one take. take. We doing one this take. one take, right? <laughs> that is kind of a hard question for me because um, assault was a deadly pepper. I didn't get to listen to that one a whole lot. Okay, that was. I was I was really young for that one, so that wasn't one of those ones that I could go back and listen to and be like, yeah, I remember this song. But I would have to say, I would have to say that um, they just had to, they I don't know they got comfortable with where they, with who they were as as artists. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it was it, it happened a whole lot more simply than what you would think like maybe it wasn't this complex thing maybe it just happened because they really felt comfortable with who they were after a little while it right. took them some time and um falling you know having the sophomore slump is, is good you got sorry yeah. to fly in the garage um <laughs> having the sophomore <laughs> slump is good because then there's nowhere else to go but up 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. That's the perfect way to say it. You can't yeah. say it any better. Yeah, you, you fall down, you gotta figure out how to get back up. So get back up and Absolutely. They they realize their their mistakes and they just wanted to go out there and do it for the love because really you gotta love you what you do in order to have fun with it. And yeah. when you have fun with it, that's what makes it pop. So No question. No um, question. No question. That's kind of as all all I have to say about that. No, you're good, you're good. <laughs> You're good. Just same question. So when we're trying to talk about their their sound yeah. from Hot, Cool, and Vicious, which had Tramp, had Push It on it, uh, had the Showstopper on it, and then they went to uh, Assault with Deadly Pepper, which some of the singles were uh, the Go-Go Sound, which was uh, Shake Your Thing, and then one of my favorite songs, Get Up, Everybody Get Up. That's one of my favorite Assault Pepper songs because okay, they was like – they were like some thugs in the video, right? They 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 got like a, they kind of like a a gang yeah. fight between the guys and the girls. It's just yeah. a dope video, right? I just love that video, but um, but yeah, but they didn't get a lot of commercial success. So they went back to the drawing board and went and came back out with Black Magic, which is an extraordinary hip hop album. I don't know how in the hell the source didn't go back and give them five mics for that album uh, because it was it was extraordinary groundbreaking. So were some of the topics that you guys were talking about, things that were yeah. going on in the community. So Jess, what do you what do you think about that? Like how do they able to pivot their sound going into the going into the the early nineties after uh, their success with um, Assault with Deadly Pepper? Well personally with Salt and Pepper, they started with, you know, hip hop and just kind of like Vita said, you got to fall to get back up. And they started just looking at some things. And actually, if you go back and if people went back and did their, you know, did their kind of their little education, they actually were the first crew to transition into the pop industry. Okay. So they went from the hip hop culture to going into now pop music which was unheard of back then. Yeah. Everything was, if you're hip hop, you hip hop down, hip hop and rap and you know what I mean? But they went and they kind of transitioned and started wetting their feet where they kind of made that little bridge into the pop. Yeah. Now, you, you know, they incorporated that pop music. So, you know, that's kind of where you see the little bit of the leveling of the songs and of the CDs and things. So to me, I kind of think when they went that way and they went that route, they also kind of brought to knowledge, oh, wow, dang, pop music, we could do it like this. And then they kind of brought them back. So to me, I feel like Salt and Pepper kind of always kept it real. They kept genuine. They stayed authentic to who they were, but they also broadened the scope. They broadened it for females. They broadened it for embracing your sexuality, embracing your body, lyricism in different genres of music, which is always what I say music is like a universal language, you know? And then they tied it up by saying, hey, we don't just talk about let's push it real good. Let me tell you about what's really going on down here and what I see every day, people struggling, you know, the AIDS epidemic back then. Yeah. And I couldn't think of a better way to to wrap up Salt and Pepper with just that, with that note, but we gotta start wrapping things up, ladies, right? So uh, it's been a blast hanging out with the both of you, getting your perspectives on Salt and Pepper, one of my favorite hip hop groups. Uh, but we gotta start wrapping things up, and uh, as always, we pass it over to our guests first. So Vita, who are you shouting out for this week? Who are your shout outs going out to? Um, I need to shout out everybody at One Voice Radio. 
Uh, we were there last night for the launch party. It was great. Uh, I knew going into the day, I felt like it was going to be good. I had real positive feelings. Lots of people showed up. So Damian, uh, Lady Jane, uh, Alicia, emails, aka emails, um, Danielle, <laughs> and of course King Tut from out there at One Voice Radio. Uh, that's that's my crew. Let me give them a shout out. That's what's up, babe. Thank you guys the... for having me. Oh I'm no, so thank you. No, you, thank you. Like this is awesome. The queen of Diggy A two. Who are your shout outs going out to this week, ma'am? Honestly, first my shout out would be you know I feel blessed. I feel blessed because just out of a mere connection with Damien via Facebook, and then it led to this. So I do. I want to shout out. One Voice Radio with the outstanding launch party, and it should have been demonstrated that that is what unity really is, because it was outstanding. It's not what you see on TV all the time. I want to shout out One Voice Radio. I want to shout out Vera for being on the show, Lady Jane, Alicia. I want to shout out just all of them, you know, King Tut, happy belated birthday. You know, everyone I had the pleasure of meeting at the One Voice Radio launch to me was a blessing in disguise. And I just look further and further into the future. And to me, this is just the beginning for me. That's what's up. And my shout outs this week is to Vita. Thank you so much, Ma, for coming on the show this week, man. Like, it's a blessing to be connected with. Uh, our, our local crew here in Kansas City and to mm -hmm. the One Voice Radio crew, to you guys coming off for two weeks in a row now. It's 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 just awesome. This really is awesome. And having being blessed with you guys' thought process and presence. And babe, thank you for always, always, always having my back, pushing us forward as far as we can go with this. But other than that, no one else getting no shout outs. All right. That's it for the week. All right. So uh, next week, let's look ahead to next week. I'll plug my app. Go ahead. Go to the Google Play Store and download the One Voice Radio app so that you can listen to Vibin' with Vita every Saturday at 5 p.m. No doubt. And we will definitely put that link here on the bottom here at the in the description. Oh, you guys go out there and support uh, local artists, support Vita. She goes on an awesome show, and uh, I can't wait to get on there and see what's going on <laughs> and have some collaborations in the future. But uh, next week, we're going to be talking about the iconic MC Hammer. It's going to be me, <laughs> my brother, and my homeboy Jermaine here locally, man, the former mayor of the city of Leavenworth, going to be on board with us. So look out for that next week, you guys. But once again, shout out to you, ladies. Thank you for coming on board. Shout out to hip hop. We'll see you guys next week, all right? 100.